The Fresh Brewed Coffee Podcast is brought to you by VX Media. Our focus is on life and the many paths it takes us down as individuals and how we collectively meet as a society. On this series, I'll be both starting and having conversations about life. Sometimes I'll be having them with a guest to discuss the extraordinary things that come with it, and I hope that these conversations sit with you and impact you in some way. With that being said, it's brewing time. Hello and good morning. Welcome back to the Fresh Brewed Coffee Podcast. I'm your host, Dakota Patterson, Champ VX on all socials. And I actually created an Instagram for the podcast, so you can go ahead and follow that as well. That is FB Coffee Pod. That is FB Coffee Pod. Anyways, good morning. We're back. Welcome back. You know where we are. You can hear the wind. You can hear the cars. We are outside. You know, fun fact, I actually didn't plan on recording outside today. Didn't plan on it. I didn't really want to. But everyone inside the house is still very much asleep. And, you know, that means I had to get dressed, come out here in the cold. And I wasn't really too happy about that. And that kind of fits with today's topic anyway, because today I'm going to dive into mental health. Now, over the past few years, mental health has been discussed and taken a bit more serious. You hear it talked about across all platforms, across all boards, and um, you see it in shows like 13 Reasons Why. You hear it in songs like Logic. You know, he did that 1-800-Suicide Prevention song. Um, That was really really important because for a while, people were not taking mental health serious. They were not taking depression serious. So to see an uprise in people taking mental health serious and actually discussing it and telling you, you know, the signs and what to do when you see those signs, that's really important. You know, before responses to depression was just, oh, you're probably having a bad day. Oh, don't think about it. To where now people are actually having the conversations. They're referring you to a therapist, to a counselor, um, even friends which is lending in the air, people are really advocating on improving mental health. That hasn't always been the case, especially in the black community. In the black community, depression was not taken serious, mental health not taken serious. Even current day, it's not really taken as serious as it should be. Growing up, mental health in a black community was like Santa Claus, or it was like Jesus to an atheist. You know, mental health did not exist. It wasn't real. Depression is not real. Trauma is not real. Those things did not exist. Especially growing up a male, you know, you're told a lot to suck it up. We're told not to dwell in our emotions or really think about our emotions or show our emotions. We're taught to hide. We're taught to bury them. We're not told to express our emotions we're not told to express our feelings because you know we're not even supposed to have them that's what growing up black is like you know so it's really amazing to see black people speak about mental health now and speak about the importance of getting help if you need help 
I really think it's important that we continue that conversation, continue to grow for it. For example, what even inspired today's podcast is that I was listening to an episode of T.I.'s podcast, Expeditiously, where he had a conversation with Charlemagne the God about mental health. And although it was a great episode, I left that episode still feeling misunderstood and not heard. And that is mainly because there was a comment that T.I. had made that really just struck a nerve, being that we both live completely different lives. Obviously, he's very wealthy, and I'm very poor. Well, I don't want to say poor because poor is a mentality. I'm just not financially well off the way he is. And before we dive into the importance of that fact, I want to let you know what he said exactly so there's at least context. And you know, it wasn't a rude comment or a bad comment. I just want to say that. It was just a comment that doesn't apply to everyone. Anyways, T.I. was explaining to Charlemagne the God that this is the first time that black people are able to afford to get the help that we need when it comes to mental health. And that's just not true. T.I., he's able to afford his therapist. Charmaine the God, he's able to afford a therapist. Anyone who is wealthy is able to afford a therapist. But that doesn't mean that therapy is accessible to everyone. That doesn't mean that everyone can get a therapist and get the help that they need. There are people in my apartment complex who can barely afford their rent. People who can barely afford to eat, who can barely afford clothes. And if you can barely afford to live, how the hell are you supposed to afford a therapist? So although I'm a fan of mental health being spoken about and therapy being brought up, especially by black men, there still has to be an honest conversation about how wealth plays a part in this. I mean, it's no secret that wealth plays a part in everything. There's people who don't want to go vegan and they don't want to start eating healthy because they believe that veganism is expensive. Although veganism is very affordable, of course people are not going to know that because veganism is usually seen as this rich white thing or it's just this rich person thing. People associate veganism with wealth. So of course the same is going to apply when it comes to therapy. Hell, there's people who need to go to doctors and need to go to hospitals, but they don't go because they can't afford the medical bills. I am one of those people. I cannot afford a hospital bill. So when I need to go to the hospital, which is most of the time, I don't go because I can't afford it. Last hospital visit cost me at least 600 bucks, which I do not have. Hello, debt. Here I come. Whew. Okay, let me take a minute to breathe. I was getting a bit riled up. Okay. I'm back. My point is, it's not free. Getting help is not free. Seeing a therapist is not free. You have to pay for that, and it's not accessible and affordable to everybody. I have been depressed as long as I can remember. Hell, I vividly remember being depressed after learning about slavery. Learning about slavery truly was one of the most traumatizing experiences of my life. Learning that my ancestors were stolen from their land and brought here 
to build this one hurts. Especially when you look at the treatment that we go through on a daily basis. And what we go through now is not even close to what they had to go through. So learning about that was extremely traumatizing. Dealing with racism is extremely traumatizing. And if you're not black, no words I can ever use can describe to you the exact feeling that hits your body when somebody calls you a nigger or when you hear someone who's not black use the word nigger. And also, if you're not black, before you say, well, I believe that no one should say it or I don't see the problem with it, I would like for you to kindly sit down and shut the fuck up. It doesn't matter if your favorite rap song says it. It doesn't matter if your favorite movie has that word in it. It doesn't matter if you have black friends. It doesn't matter if you're dating someone black. It doesn't matter if you're married to someone black. It doesn't matter if you have a black kid. It doesn't matter if you grew up in a black neighborhood. If you are not black, don't say it. It's that simple. And you know, whenever I have this discussion with someone who's not black, it typically goes in the same direction. They usually try to justify saying it or they try to convince me that I'm segregating them by saying that they can't say it. I'm being racist towards white people by saying that they can't say it. Despite me explaining why they shouldn't be saying it and explaining the racist history behind white people saying it, it just still seems like a problem that we are telling white people that they cannot say it or that we are telling people who are not black that they cannot say it. They say that we are self-segregating. They're saying that we're being racist. They say, oh, this is very idiotic shit. And you know, whenever I or someone who looks like I tries to explain our feelings about certain things that have to deal with race, we're usually invalidated or we end up in an argument. I don't know how many times I've been told that slavery was a long time ago, segregation was a long time ago. Segregation literally ended around 50 years ago. That's not that long. But hey, we're told to forget it, right? We're told to forget about the racist history, which is kind of strange because history is a thing. And if we keep avoiding history, how are we expected to learn from it? How are we expected to change history if we keep avoiding history? But it's not avoiding history. People want to cherry pick on which history should be avoided or not. You know, if I could dive into the Dave Chappelle special on Netflix that a lot of people were pissed off about, what was ironic about that is some of the things he was saying actually make sense. Black people are told to forget. We're told to forget things that affect us. We're told to forget segregation. We're told to forget slavery. We're told to forget all of it. But when something affects white people, we're told to remember. We're told to never forget 9-11. And although 9-11 was tragic, 9-11 doesn't fucking come close to slavery. Everybody wants to talk about the terrorist attacks from Afghanistan to America, but nobody wants to talk about the terrorism that America brought to Africa. If you decide to turn on the podcast at this moment, I hope you have a good day. If you decide to continue listening, thank you for rocking with me. Anyways, 
what I'm saying is these things that happened in history still have an effect on us today. We are still allowed to feel how we feel about these things that what you say happened so long ago. Because if we're being honest, it's not like racism ever went away. It's not like segregation ever went away. These things are still very present today. So if you think that this doesn't affect black people's mental health, man, I got some news for you. It does. So I need people who are not black to stop telling black people how to feel about something. And I need rich black people to stop acting like everybody can afford therapy because they can. Let's take it a step further. A new study in the Journal of Pediatrics shows that black teens are attempting suicide at a higher rate than every other race. The actual rate has risen, I believe, 73% since 1991. But you don't hear about that. So you see mental health being shown in shows like 13 Reasons Why. You hear mental health being discussed or sang about in songs like the one from Logic. You see this a lot as an up-and-coming thing, and that's great. But I do not see any representation. I do not see how mental health in the black community is ignored. I don't hear it in songs. I don't see it in movies. I don't see it in TV shows. There's no Netflix special. So mental health in the black community, uh, specifically the low-income black community, is just like I described it in the beginning of this episode. It's like Santa Claus. It's like God. You know, like it doesn't really exist. It's not there. So I don't like to bring up issues without bringing up a solution. So what are my solutions when it comes to black mental health and to being more aware of it? Obviously, yes, we need more affordable mental health care. But, you know, waiting on the government to do the right thing hasn't really worked for anyone, am I right? So simply talk to people around you, especially your black friends. Ask them about their experiences. If you're black, you should definitely be checking in on black people to see how they're doing. Odds are you're going through hell, they're going through hell. If you're not black, check in on your black friends. Listen to their stories. Listen to their pain. Listen to their trauma. And don't invalidate it. You know, like, just, it's really simple to not invalidate it. Because they're speaking on something that you don't have to experience. They're speaking on a life that you don't have to live. Talking about trauma you don't have to go through, never had to go through, and never will have to go through because your skin comes with a certain safety plan. There are black feelings. There are black trauma. These are things that you will not be able to understand if you are not black. But just because you don't understand and you will never be able to understand doesn't mean you can't be aware of its existence. And the only way to become aware of its existence is understand that you do not know and you do not understand. So simply sit back and listen. Listen to your friends talk about it. Listen to the stories, watch the movies, the documentaries, whatever you can. The resources are out there. You can learn about these things. You become aware of these things and you can help create a better world. But it starts with you stepping outside of your privilege and actually listening. It starts with you listening, not you talking over black people, telling black people that you don't think these things exist or you don't think it's that way or that they're looking too deep into it or they're just thinking on it too much. Don't do that. Please do not do that. 
I cannot tell you how frustrating it is to try to open up to someone who's not black about your experience being black and they tell you that you're just spending too much time focusing on it or you're focusing on the wrong things and that you should just let it go or be the bigger person. Stop invalidating black people. Just listen. That is all I can say because when you choose to not listen and you choose to invalidate or give an unwarranted or unwanted opinion, you cause us to get into our shells. You cause us to just back up and not speak to you. And if we do that, then you're going to say that we are self-segregating. But it's not that we're trying to self-segregate or self-segregate at all. We're just trying to protect a little bit of sanity we may have left. All right? Like, that's, that's all I can say about this. And that is the very hot, very delicious Bro the Day. See you next time.